Hey y'all, welcome back to the Bubbly Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley, and we are on day 20 of Buzztober. Buzztober is every day throughout the month of October. I am uploading a new episode where I get buzzed off of something and read you some of my favorite scaries, scary stories written in on No Sleep Reddit. No Sleep Reddit is a place where people submit their their uh, works of fan horror fiction or horror fiction, spooky stories, all that kind of good stuff. Um, if you are somebody who is not into scary stuff, don't listen to any of my episodes throughout the month of October. Um, if you want to get into the spooky mood with me, please, please, please join me. Um, I'm going to give you, however, right now, uh, listener's discretion is advised because these stories are horrifying, disturbing, and meant to leave you unsettled. But it's kind of fun to get you into the spooky mood. I love spooky stuff, so if you do too, stay tuned to some of my favorite stories uh, written in by No Sleep. I do my best to try to give trigger warnings, but like I said, this is your warning. If you're not in the right mindset to kind of listen to something like this right now, tune back in after the month of October. I completely understand. Um, but if you're ready, let's dive in. If you are of legal drinking age and you, it's a reasonable time in the day, please feel free to be getting buzzed with me. If it is in the morning, don't get buzzed. Be responsible. Drink your coffee instead. Maybe hydrate a little. We all know we could hydrate a little bit better. But if it's an appropriate time of the day, get buzzed with me. Tune in. We're going to go ahead and start off with our two-sentence horror story. And this one was written in by user Daft uh, Dash Blogger. I hate having to unblock my wife's hair from the drain. The acid seemed to dissolve the rest of her just fine. Oh, this one hit home for a lot of people who, okay, so I have a lot of hair and I shed, like I'm surprised there's still hair on my head with how much I shed. Ladies, if you feel me, I know there are people out there who go through the exact same GD thing. And I don't know why I just like censored myself, whatever. So anyway, I know there are some men out there who like, it's it drives them nuts when there is just like our hair just freaking everywhere, let alone in the drains. I try to be a courteous, you know, girlfriend and, you know, live in girlfriend or whatever and try to clean that stuff out of the drain. If you are a woman, do this. It's a very nice thing to do or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Anyway, I know this hit home with some of you. If you could tell I'm buzzed, whatever. Okay, so actually, usually what I do is a short story for this next episode. Oh my God, seriously, for this next segment, of the episode. Um, but what I'm going to do and what I've done in a couple other episodes is share a glitch in the matrix story. Um, this is basically an occurrence that happens where it's unexplained. It's something that happens that there's no logical explanation for how it happened, why it happened, etc. Um, if you want to know more details about glitch in the matrix and what that means, I have an entire episode dedicated to it. So go ahead and tune into that. But this one is going to be a glitch in the matrix story. It's also short as well. Um, so this one was written in by user mom, the meatloaf. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. That's so funny. Name that movie. Anyway, and it is entitled Pizza Fate. My boyfriend and I had ordered a couple pizzas because we were starving, but the way, but they were way bigger than we thought and we got full off of one. So we decided why not drive around and see if there's anyone we can give the second one to since there's a couple places we know where quite a few homeless people hold up signs for food. So we drive around and drive through a couple spots and we see no one. So we drive through a couple other spots and we can't find anyone and decide to go home after stopping at the grocery store. We pull up to the grocery store kind of feeling upset that we couldn't help someone out. And I shit you not, as we're sitting in the car about to get out, a man comes up to our car window and knocks. 
So we roll down the window and he tells us he's been trying to find food for his family and he just lost his job and they've gone days without food. And he asks if there was any way we could help him out. The 10 plus years I've lived down here and have been going to this grocery store, I've never so much as had anyone even approach me for food or cash. So it was really pretty crazy that this guy came out of nowhere asking for help. No such thing as coincidences though, I suppose. Cool. So that was just kind of a neat story. I guess that wasn't scary. Sorry if I like hyped you up for something scary um, with that one. But a lot of the time, so it's interesting. A lot of the time when I read the Glitch in the Matrix stories, I get way more creeped out than some of like the horror fiction that's written in um, because they just seem so realistic. And so many of us have gone through like a Glitch in the Matrix kind of scenario in our lives. That there's just no explanation for something. So I consider this, instead of like a glitch in the matrix, um, what a, what, there's a word or a phrase for it, it's called a meet cute. And it's, um, I'm not like a film, like major or a connoisseur or anything like that from, but from what I understand, a meet cute is when something really positive happens that you're not exactly expecting for the main character of the story. So it kind of seemed like initially they weren't gonna have any luck with doing something they were trying to do as a good thing for someone else, but it turns out the perfect scenario ended up working itself out and the stars aligned and they gave it to this person who really, really needed it. Um, so that's awesome. That was actually a great story. So um, we're gonna go ahead and get into the long one. So this one was written in by user Pippinacious. And if I, that sounds really familiar, I don't know if it was even the last episode, but I feel like we've had a writer um, or this user um, share other stories that I possibly have shared already. If not, they will probably be coming. But this one is entitled Mimicry. I was worried when I first inherited Claudette that she would be lonely and depressed. I knew parrots were supposed to be social creatures, but I was barely equipped to handle one, much less get her com a companion. Aunt June, who had generously given the bird to me after discovering how loud and energetic she could be, assured me that Claudette was an independent sort and would be just fine on her own. Claudette and I had a rocky start. I was timid around her large beak and sharp claws, and she was slow to trust yet another new person. She'd apparently had a number of homes in her 25 years, all of whom had given her up just the same as my Aunt June had. That was mostly why I kept her. I felt sorry for her and wanted to give her a nice home, even if it meant a steep learning curve. We had what felt like a very long period of adjustment, during which I had learned that getting bitten while painful could have been much worse, and she, and she started to at least recognize me as the hand that fed her. When I discovered she was happiest in my small screened-in porch, I moved her cage there and gave her free run of it, which also improved our relationship. It took a lot of time, patience, and treats, but eventually it got to a point that she would fly over to me whenever I went outside and sit on my arm while she inhaled whatever food I brought her. If I had been worried about her getting lonely while I was away, those concerns were quickly banished when I realized she was making fast friends with the mockingbirds who nested, who nested in a tree behind my apartment. They'd trade calls and squawk at each other throughout the day, which sometimes got me in a little trouble with my more noise-sensitive neighbors. But that wasn't anything a few homemade cookies and apology cards couldn't soothe over. I'd never considered getting a parrot before, but Claudette proved to be a sweet, smart girl once you got past her initial orneriness, and I learned that she had a fairly extensive and sometimes colorful vocabulary and was an excellent little mimic. I also found out that over the course of a few months while I was at work, she'd apparently been teaching the mockingbirds a thing or two. 
I was sitting on the porch one evening giving Claudette a little neck scratch before going in to make dinner when I heard a soft but very distinct voice coming from somewhere overhead. Shit, I said. I jumped having not seen or heard anyone approach and looked around, but my little corner of the apartment complex was quiet and no one was outside. In my lap, Claudette started to bob her head. Her feathers ruffled ever so slightly. Shit, the voice said again. Shit, Claudette answered. She and the voice went back and forth a few more times, enthusiastically shouting one of her favorite words until I rushed her inside in embarrassment and to keep whoever was taunting her from going any further. It wasn't until I saw one of her mockingbird friends swoop by the porch a few times, obviously in search of Claudette, that I realized the voice I'd been hearing hadn't been someone encouraging her naughty behavior. It had been the mockingbirds mimicking her. Claudette had taught the wild birds to swear. It was going to take a lot more cookies to get back on my neighbor's good side when they figured that one out. Instead of moving her inside, I decided to try and encourage her to use sweeter phrases, and I hoped the mockingbirds would pick up on it. Hello, I said over and over again. Hello, Claudette said. Shit, the mockingbird said. Shit indeed. I hadn't even known the mockingbirds could talk, much less to get them to pick up new words. So I scoured the inter scoured the internet and asked around, hoping for some insight. They just repeat what they hear often. One bird connoisseur replied when I left the comment on a forum. They'll pick up something else soon. A mockingbird near me constantly called my dogs for ages until it picked up on a new bird song. Good luck. Okay, I told myself. I could wait them out. In the meantime, I kept working with Claudette to clean up her own language and spent a bit of time every night repeating words to her and rewarding her when she got them right. It took a few more weeks and months, but the swearing was definitely on a decline, and I hadn't heard the mockingbirds repeating her anymore, so I counted it as a victory. One morning when I went out to feed her before I left for work, she bobbed and paced along her rung with her usual enthusiasm, but I noticed she was making these odd raspy noises, like she couldn't quite catch her breath. I took her up on my arm and gave her a quick once-over while stroking her back. You okay? I asked. Hello, she said, and the odd breathing stopped. I waited for a while, almost enough time to make me late, but she seemed fine and I rushed out to get to work. The next morning, however, the low rasping noises were back. She again came over to me and fluffed and bobbed, all while making the ragged breathing sounds. Outside, the mockingbirds were responding with the unusual clicking noises. I didn't pay much attention to them, too concerned for my poor parrot. Unable to leave her again, when she was in such an obvious state of distress, I called my boss to let her know I had a family emergency and hurried Claudette to the nearby vet. I told them in a quavering voice that I was sure she had some kind of serious illness and explained that she was having trouble breathing, and they ushered me into a room to wait for the doctor. When he came in, I again told him about the sounds and begged him to listen to Claudette. She was sitting in her travel cage, preening quietly, completely undisturbed by the fact that her life was hanging in the balance. I swear she sounded horrible yesterday and today, I insisted. Sometimes these things come and go, Dr. Graham said gently. Can you do me a favor? Imitate the sound she was making? I quickly did as he asked, hoping I'd be accurate enough for him to understand the severity of the situation, and immediately Claudette started to mimic me. Dr. Graham hit a small smile behind his hand before catching himself and becoming serious again. She's fine, Stacy. It seems she might have uh, overheard you during some uh, nighttime activities and she just repeated the sounds. What? I think she heard you with a partner, you, you know, imitating those intimate moments. Claudette emphasized his statement with an unmistakable little moan. With my face burning a bright red, I packed up my bird, mumbled an apology and thanked them, and practically ran out of the office. You've been listening to the neighbors, I accused and now whistling Claudette on the way home, or has someone been playing their TV too loud? 
How did you learn to make those noises? It certainly hadn't been me, that much I knew. Whatever it was, it must have been going on for a while if she was starting to mimic it. I couldn't just go around asking my neighbors if they were getting down and dirty with the windows open, so for now I'd just have to try and keep a closer eye on what she was getting exposed to. When I released her back onto the porch, she squawked a chorus of hellos to the mockingbirds, who sang back and then settled on top of her cage for a nap in the sun. I sat on the porch with her for a good portion of the day, but didn't hear anything particularly telling, and eventually gave up when it became uncomfortably warm outside. I still poked my head out on occasion, but the most unusual thing I heard was the mockingbirds making their newly picked up clicking sound. While it was familiar, I couldn't quite place where I'd heard it before, and dismissed it. Claudette's heavy breathing sound started to become a more frequent part of our morning, along with the occasional moan, and every so often she'd mumble to herself, pretty, pretty, pretty. At least I guess that was an improvement on shit. <laughs> she and the mockingbirds continued their back and forth, and I got used to their clicking noises the same way I heard their swearing. It was especially bad in the morning when Claudette was doing what I came to call her breathing exercises. Ragged breathing, click, click, moan, click, click. Rinse and repeat until midday. I just had to wait them out and they'd eventually move on to some new sound and try to drive me crazy with that one next. But the more I heard it, the more I realized there was something about the click, which was becoming more refined and distinct every day. That kept nagging at me. I knew the sound and given a bit more time, I was sure I'd pinpoint exactly what they were imitating, but it continued to elude me. How is Claudette doing? My sister asked while we drank wine on our weekly Thursday night phone call. I was sitting in my living room in my PJs, little more than a tank top and a pair of shorts that were too small to wear out in public, with my phone in one hand and my glass in the other. I'd left my sliding glass door leading out to the porch open just wide enough for Claudette to waddle inside if she wanted to join me. She's fine, still doing that nasty breathing thing. You figure out who's taught it to her? I'm leaning towards the Johnsons. They've always struck me as exhibitionist type to me. Raina giggled. Aren't they the old people? Yeah, and they need some loving too. While we laughed, I heard a series of very soft clicks through the open door. Oh, oh, I said, the mockingbirds are doing the thing I told you about. Maybe you can hear them and tell me what the damn noise is. I sprang up from my couch and crossed the living room to yank back the sheer curtain hanging across the slider. The clicking stopped immediately. Beside me, Claudette paced back and forth across her cage top, mumbling all the while. Pretty, pretty, pretty. A bush on the other side of the screen shook just slightly. The light from inside my apartment reflected off of the porch screen, making it difficult to see outside, and I froze. I can't hear them, Raina said in my ear. Stacy? The bushes rustled again. Claudette started to make the shuddering, raspy breathing sounds. From the trees overhead, the mockingbirds responded with their clicks. I now recognized the sound with sudden, chilling clarity. Raina, I said as calmly as I could, I think someone's in my bushes. As soon as the words left my mouth, a dark figure sprang upright and was making a mad dash around the side of the apartment building. It happened so quickly that I couldn't make out much of anything. No features, nothing significant, just dark clothes and maybe a hat, and then he was gone. Raina was asking me in near panic if she should call the police, while I was too stunned to answer. It had taken months for me to teach Claudette words, months for her to pick up new sounds, months for her to learn to mimic accurately. No doubt it would have taken the same amount of time listening to someone breathing heavily and moaning to repeat the sounds accurately. My stomach dropped fast and far, and I thought I might vomit. She hadn't learned those sounds from noisy neighbors or a television show. She had learned it from the man who'd been hiding outside my apartment, panting like a dog while he was watching me. I stumbled back against the slider and scrambled to get inside again. 
Over my shoulder, one of the mockingbirds called out into the night from a treetop. Click, click. The perfect imitation of a camera shutter. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm not much of a bird person. Like, I love all animals, don't get me wrong. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't feel, like, this emotional connection to, like, birds necessarily. I mean, I guess, like... I don't know. There obviously there are some pretty birds out there, but holy smokes, I don't know if it's like a blessing or a curse that this girl had this bird. Ooh, I guess it like protected her and like saved her life. But anyway, what a great story. Um one of my favorite ones so far, but but yeah. So, okay, I, I hope you guys loved day 20 of Buzztober. Uh please, 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 I would love if you would tune in tomorrow with me for day 21 and continue on this spooky fun fest during all the month of October with me. And until then, cheers to you, stay buzzed, and of course, stay bubbly.